in our pursuit to be different, we're all becoming the same. Mm. This is key here. So, so key. Panpsychism is the idea that God is everything. We are all interconnected. We all are connected to the limitless consciousness. The limitless consciousness is an amorphous, an expanding entity. And I think we allow ourselves to be prohibited by our senses, prescribed by our senses, living in the realm of like these five apertures, which are our senses. We have the persona, the thing that shields who we truly are from the world, the ego, the thing that wants, the thing that desires. And then a little bit deeper, we have the self. That is the amalgamation of all the things. What you've been through could just be an integral part, a small little beautiful piece of the puzzle that is relevant and could change everything. We're all interconnected. We have to understand this. We've got to expand the scope of consciousness because consciousness for me is something that's limitless. It's something that we're all talking about, whether it's yogic, it's God is everything. It's really hard to get there and it requires the right guidance and acceptance of yourself and who you are. This episode is powered by Soma Vedic. Soma Vedic brings the positive elements of nature to your home. You no longer have to wait to go to nature to escape the ill effects of electrosmog and to recharge. Soma Vedic is equipped with precious stones that use their energy to enhance your sleep quality. It also helps to restructure water molecules which can reduce the amount of free radicals in your body. Book a free consultation for your home with our experts. Email to info at prc-tec.com. Visit somavedic.ae. Somavedic. Feel better. Live better. Wellness is more than just physical health. It's your total well-being. Find out how to have a healthy, balanced life. Have a healthy body through exercise, nutrition, and engage the world through learning, problem-solving, and creativity. Talk Wellness with Anjan. Talk Wellness with Anjan. On today's show, I have Jack Hayworth. He's a Dubai-based wellness mentor and he's a founder of a company that helps people with awakening. He offers bespoke mentorship for young adults who are feeling lost, unfulfilled all to their lives. Not only is he a psychologist, he's also currently undertaking his PhD in consciousness. And today we want to talk about the mental health epidemic being faced by Gen Z. Jack Hayworth, thanks so much for joining us on Talk Wellness. Hey, Anjan. Thank you for having me and the nice hospitality so far. Anytime, man. Why, why have we chosen this topic today? Gen Z mental health epidemic. I guess with myself, I am actually a millennial technically, but I'm around the age group of Gen Zs. And throughout this pandemic, it's been one of the most challenging times ever. Like that, we are in a mental health crisis. It was alongside the actual other epidemic which was going on. And although each generation they face their own challenges, this generation right now has been categorized by loneliness and it's been categorized by depression as well. So these things are something that's really close to my heart because my own personal story. So I started to understand my own personal story. I had my own challenges. I helped to overcome them through a specific kind of framework. And then since that, I was like, okay. This is something that's beyond me. This is more than just me. I have to get in tune with what everyone else is doing and try and use the framework that I taught, although it was, you know, it's unique and it's always personalized, to help other people as well, because we can first take responsibility for ourselves, but then we have to spread around ourselves, similar to yourself with this kind of radio station as well, which is amazing what you're doing. Now, do you feel that the mental health epidemic among Gen Z is far more pronounced than say the millennials or the baby boomers before that? Or yeah. do you feel it's equally everywhere? I think one thing's important is like each generation will face its different challenges. So it's not it's not about comparison really. I think 
you know, it's, they're all different. They're different challenges. So with Gen Z particularly, it's been loneliness. We've grown up in the digital era, the most progressive era of all time. And it's, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot to deal with. And a lot of people who are different age groups will have different challenges. But they, they aren't. it's important to, I think, not compare those challenges because they're completely different. So with Gen Zs, the big challenges that we're having, as I say, we've grown up in the digital era. We have a virtual profile now. That's we're right. moving away from the idea of ourselves. So it's, you know, it's something that we're going to struggle with and we have to come up with frameworks because you know I'm not someone who's like oh social media is really bad you know I don't want to talk about it at all because it's part of our lives now but what we have to do is we have to figure out this integration between how we're able to operate because you know jobs are there we've got to connect with people and stuff but also be happy healthy and fulfilled so let's talk about your journey and how you climb this fable of the beanstalk the beanstalk you know the beanstalk that's good that was good I like that I'm, I'm full of those surprises <laughs> Yeah, so I guess with my journey, it started five or six years ago. And I was in what I can only call a bit of a pit of despair or an abyss of loneliness and separation. And it was odd because in reality, I had everything that anyone would ever want. You know, I'm privileged, man. I'm not in an, an illusion that, oh, but really, you know, I'm struggling and stuff. But I was in a space where I was relatively wealthy. I, you know, at the time, I had a beautiful girlfriend and I could do anything I wanted. I was free. And yet there was a hole in me. And it was something that I was like, oh, what is, I thought this would make me happy. And it didn't. And then I went for a journey initially of distraction. I was like, okay, so what can distract me from these kind of As inner usual. feelings? And, and it just doesn't work. Whether at the time I was going out, I was drinking, I was trying to like meet with girls and do all these things that Western people do. And it got to a point where I was like, I'm just numbing myself. I ain't doing what's good for me. So after that, I was like, okay, so I tried all these other things that like sometimes culture tells you will make you happy. And I was like, well, what's left? It was like, okay, spiritual alignment. That's the only thing left. So then it started with a process as all people, I guess, start. It's like Tony Robbins. Oh, what's he doing? Went through these different self-help books, looked at the work of like Carl Jung, Joseph Campbell, Philip Goff, Sigmund Freud. Started to be like really like an autodidact. I understood like all this stuff really well. And I was like, okay i'm starting to get to grips with this now and it went from a process of initially kind of self-help books then i was like a process of introspection i realized that my brain got me in this situation so like it ain't going to get me out of it purely that's how i felt anyway and then i got a mentor and a coach who guided me through the appropriate pathway because you know eventually yeah i think i would have found the answer i really do i think i would have probably found it but you're talking maybe like 10 years you accelerated years. it with the help of a coach exactly and this is the thing man this is what's really important to recognize we've sometimes you've got to get a little bit of guidance like joseph campbell the famous story the hero's journey it's the wise old man and i felt like i needed that wise old man in this time and i guess with gen z because it's such a progressive era one of like the usps i don't like using usps because it sounds quite salesy but like one of the unique aspects of what i do is it has to be relatable so me being like young i'm i'm not in an illusion that i'm like oh i'm the best i'm ever i'm so clever i know everything i'm in the understanding that okay i've lived the life you've lived I understand the challenges really relatably. I've done some stuff that's helped me with it. So I think I can help you in a way. And this is why you feel Gen Z is finding it easy to relate to somebody like you. I think so, mate. I think that's exactly what it is. Because ultimately, you know, when I was in school, I had a lot of people come in and they were amazing. These people had such a a bundle of knowledge, something so explicit. that I was like, wow, these guys are amazing. And yet a week after, I forgot about it. 
And I was like, okay, what's the gap here? What's the bridge here? And it was, okay, so we need to hear about stuff from each other. What I learned most from was my buddies. They would tell me stuff. I'm like, oh, has it worked for you? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, this worked. And I'd be like, okay, let's try it. And it was this interaction where I was like, oh, maybe there needs to be someone here to fill this void, to fill this gap. And, and To give you actionable plans. 100%. But actionable, but also like not be like you got to do this. This is how it. This is how you need to function. It was more like I've done this and I think it worked. And these are the people I work with, and this also works for them. And that level of guidance, but not oh, I'm going to push you over the edge. This is where you need to go. Was the perfect amount because, as you know, I'm sure with your own spiritual journey, there's an aspect of introspection that you have to do by yourself. You have to go deep in into the yogic the system. We don't think of it as an aspect. Okay. We think of it as everything is yeah. going within an introspection and yeah. inner contemplation. And yeah. this is the the entire process is this. It's not yeah. just an aspect. It is it. That's yeah. it. I know and I'm I'm on that level as well because obviously with consciousness and we can delve into that a little bit in a second. It's a similar premise, but that's what I felt had to be done and then it worked with me and I was like Oh wow, I'm I'm actually happy. And not just like, you know, I understand that happiness is transient. It's not something we're just jubilated all the time regardless of what you see on social media. It's a state of I can deal with the lows, but I'm I'm happy at the highs as well. So it was this kind of integral balance of these two things that enabled me to kind of be comfortable and happy and more than anything content, feel peace, serenity and just understand the world better. Beautiful. So you got over your darkness with the help of mentors with yeah. self-help books and with self-introspection. Do you yeah. feel today's Gen Z has so much access to wellness content just like this show Talk Wellness yeah. that they're able to snap out of it on their own just like you did? Mm. I th- you know what? I think it's a difficult challenge because in reality these uh, valves are really good but sometimes they're high and then they're low. They like what you're doing is it's consistent. It's consistently giving information and maybe they'll just have a snippet of understanding uh, an incitement of curiosity and that's what can start the journey and then maybe yeah they'll need guidance along the way but that's the thing that starts the journey that's important that's amazing let's talk about your PhD in consciousness you're undertaking this and you're a PhD candidate why did you choose this subject and how's it going so consciousness throughout my kind of approach when I was like an autodidact one would say someone who's self-educated I was going through the different kind of literature around all religions, religious scripture, all these things. And whether it was the simplicity of Lao Tzu or the kind of uh, magnificence of the Vedas or whether it was more the strength of Islam, to me, I'm Western, so I was looking at it superficially. I was like, I think they're all saying the same thing here at a really superficial level. I think this is all the same stuff going on. What's, what's there? Love, union, togetherness. And I started to get into like Abrahamic religions. I was like, oh, no way, this is all the same. When I started to delve into that, and I understand, you know, there's depths to this that I don't understand. I'm just, I'm 25, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep learning. But I was like, oh, okay, they're saying similar things here. And I wanted to delve deeper in Western culture. Yeah. God is like a dirty word. It's a word that's not really used very often. And a lot of the time as well, it's relatively, I guess, oppressed in Western religion. And for me, I was like, okay, so how do we do this thing that was integral in my journey? And I think is important. Like when you chat to Roger, the seven dimensions, one of them was spiritual. This is important. He's referring to episode number three. No, it was number three, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. And it's an integral part of it. And without that part, I don't know if people can make... I don't know. Maybe they can. For me, it was crucial. That was the turning point for me. So when I had that experience, 
I just realised that oh, this needs to be something. So my bigger picture here is beyond just oh, I'm a mentor. Like, I love what I do, but it's we've got to expand the scope of consciousness. That's what I feel we need to do because consciousness for me is something that's limitless. It's something that we're all talking about. Whether it's yogic, it's God is everything, but not necessarily. You know, I see like religion as more of a metaphor or an allegory, something that's a deeper story as opposed to you know the literal stories, which I absolutely appreciate. Anyone who kind of believes in that. That's absolutely them. For me, reading it as in like an external point of view, I was like, these. Are, I feel these are stories. These are guides to how we need to coexist and function with one another. So your PhD thesis will include all of these different yeah. um, inputs. I'm assuming 100%. My PhD is around religious allegory and metaphor and how it relates with modern day concepts of consciousness, which is wow. Like this is amazing for me because. As you said, what you're talking about and what I'm talking about, a lot of the time it's very similar. And we look at the differences. We go, oh, well, you believe in that, so that means, oh, I got. It's like, why? Why don't we look at the similarities? It's silly to judge something on its most stupid characteristic. Like when you know I've done bad things in the past. If I was judged on that, I wouldn't be on a nice little talk show like this. I'd be, you know, judged like that. But you know, hopefully, with everyone, we need to look at it for the possibilities as opposed to the pessimistic view of like, well, you've done that or you said that, so I can't really be associated and with that. And this is this is a common uh, kind of trend that we're seeing with Gen Z uh, they're going beyond these judgments yeah, and they're yeah. saying accept me for who I am today mm, I think so and you know what with with what I do I think it's important because I think I think in reality what we need to do is we need to have a futuristic pathway to traditional ideas a lot of the stuff we're seeing at the minute with the identity crisis that people are having and you know I'm not them so I can't feel their feelings I don't feel their emotions but what I see as an external person is this is deeper this is deeper than this. And the fact that everyone's feeling it at the same time, this is something that's universal, systematic and potentially cultural that we need to address at the earliest point possible. Now it's about that time. The Talk Wellness Hour with Anjan. This episode is powered by Soma Vedic, designed to keep your body in a natural environment, boosting regeneration and self-healing. Book a free consultation. Email info at prc-tec.com and visit somavedic.ae. Talk Wellness with Anjan. I'd like to now talk about the statistics that you have on the different mental illnesses that is affecting Gen Z. Yeah, so I mentioned earlier that Gen Z has been categorized by like loneliness and depression. So one of the key things is only 45% of Gen Z kind of report having good mental health, mm. which in reality that's like scary. Scary, man. It's less than half. It's less than half. And then 37% of Gen Z have been actively going towards mental health practitioners to get help. And you got to bear in mind the people that are going for help, they're in a point of crisis. This ain't like a flippant, oh, let's go see a mental health practitioner. This is like I'm at a point of I need help from someone because, you know, I'm going to do something extreme here and this is this is the important thing that we really need to kind of delve into and and i think some of the reasons behind this you know there's the big one that we've talked about already which is the digital era this level of stuff that's going on right now and with that being said what i've found with social media because i don't want to be one of these people as i've already said that's like oh i hate social media because it's the age of information we've had this beautiful opportunity the reason that i'm talking here the reason you're talking is because we've had access to it i can see everything now i can read into all these works however it's that balance it's that integral balance so for me what i've found recently is when i'm doing like for example phd work 
I'll find I go into this space where I'm I'm scrolling on Instagram and I'm like how did that happen I was I was here and then I'm now I'm scrolling on Instagram which is crazy so there's this level of automation that we feel with social media and it's something we go to and for me it seems like an anesthetic a numbing agent something like endless scrolling it, that's the way they're designed you Mindless, never end endless scrolling you can never end the scroll YouTube never ending scroll Instagram never ending scroll it's programmed it's, that way it's infinite so that's what tends to happen we numb ourselves with this endless scrolling and we realize it's self torture like oh i'm seeing all these beautiful people who are really rich and they're really doing well and they're happy all the time i'm like i ain't like that what's going on what like what's wrong with me and then you get the sense of worthlessness i'm like well i'm useless then look at these beautiful people all doing these amazing things and there's just little old me who's like in the slums in like some little kind of nether seal village in the uk so this is what's important to me and I think delving deeper into kind of social media as well, I think that we need to like recognize that everything, I know this is something that's talked about a lot, but everything in social media, not only is it obviously like some form of filtration system, let's put a filter on it, let's make me look more tanned and the sky more blue. So it's not real. We spoke about this during one of our digital wellness sessions and we're talking about how now the trend of vulnerability is coming in, yeah. which is also kind of dangerous, which is portraying yourself as, oh, this is me without my makeup or without my filters, or this is me yeah. when I have a little bit of uh, adipose and uh, cellulite and this yeah. is normal and that trend is now becoming so dangerous that people are going to the opposite they're like oh i don't have to work out because it's normal to have um, extra adipose and that can cause diabetes or some other kind of body problems there will always be the thing where people want to separate themselves from the norm if everyone's doing the fitness stuff and i'm mm-hmm. healthy and i'm happy then okay how do i separate myself That's right. be different be opposite so these statistics scary as they sound they are getting better is what i hear because mm-hmm. there is this consciousness revolution happening with gen z what are your thoughts on this I think there's a balance, you know, because like at the minute, I think we're at like a bit of a pitchfork because a lot of people think there's one route which can go down a very like, I only care about myself. I only care about the stuff I have and they don't care about anything deeper than that. And there's one route that seems to be people are starting to wake up. They're starting to challenge ideas. They're starting to ask why. The other week, what was really interesting, I went out with some of my friends, 20 of them. They had a night out in the morning. I spoke to them individually and they all went, oh, that was dreadful, Jack. I hate doing this. You know, why do I do this to myself? I've had the worst night. I just waste my time all the time. In a group, we went for lunch and they go, ah, good was last night, it was amazing, it was this, it was that. And it's like, oh, there's the illusion. Mm. That's what's happening right now. So there's this duality of lives that's being led and that's, you're saying, being more highlighted because of social media. I think it is being highlighted with social media. Like, for example, me, like, sometimes I see my friends and they are getting vulnerable. And I, I do. So do you feel it's going to get worse with the metaverse coming in and with <laughs> all of us kind of living in an artificial reality and uh, downloading our consciousness onto, you know, a computer screen? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I really do. There's a great quote from Troy. You've got a picture of Brad Pitt out there in uh, his movie. And it was the idea of that the gods envious because we are mortal. We are doomed, which makes us beautiful. And the idea that we can download our consciousness into a vat scares the life out of me because ultimately death is the perfect new slate. If I've got a bad ideology and I am continuing it forever, this is not a good way to be. This is our natural way of evolution. Well, we haven't got past the second law of thermodynamics, which is entropy. Yeah. So uh, all the best to artificial intelligence and cloning for that. But it's inevitable. I feel it could happen. And at this point, I want to get into the psychological reasoning behind Gen Z mental health epidemics that yeah. you have now explained with all the statistics you shared. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I think like what's interesting is when you look at the kind of schools of history or schools of thought of psychology, it started with a really introspective manner, structuralism. It was introspective. We thought about our own thoughts and we tried to analyse them ourselves. And as you see it kind of progressing through functionalism, behaviourism, all these different things, you start to see, okay, it's getting as objective as possible. How can we bring tangibility to something we can't like feel? True. All we truly know is conscious experience. That's why I'm interested in it. That's all we know. This could all not be like the appropriate reality. You know, you're getting into Elon Musk stuff where he's like, maybe we're in a simulation. Mm. But the premise is, this could be all fake. And there was a great stat I was reading out of a book by Philip Goff called Galileo's Error. And he talked about, we only see 0.0035% of reality because our senses themselves are a filtration system. That's right. This is what they are. So uh, our eyes can only see a certain light frequency from UV to like infrared. Our ears can only hear a certain hertz frequency as well. 20 to 20,000 hertz. We can't hear the high pitch of a dog whistle. So we're seeing this limited system here because it, we have to have it filtered. But then this is across all generations, not just with Gen Z. So why is it specifically affecting Gen Z and why is there this mental health epidemic for this generation? Yeah, I think the, the answer to that is with, for example, myself, who's on the earlier end of the millennials, we've kind of been in an era where we've seen life without it. We've seen life without... The pre-scroll life. Yeah, we, when we know what it is. We're digital natives, but yeah. the pre-scroll life. The pre-scroll life, exactly. And there's a slight difference where that is your life now. You are the profile you have. Like when you apply for a job mm. interview, you do a video on your phone. Like all these things are different. And because the, you know, this 20th century has been the most progressive era ever, we can't, we can't progress at the same rate our emotional intelligence isn't the same progression so we're constantly fighting this battle because obviously you know society is based on we need to be innovative we need to progress it's one of the reasons that i came here because dubai is the amalgamation between eastern and western culture eastern traditionalism the stuff that i love and western culture which is progressive innovative and where that can come together in the perfect epicenter seems like the place that stuff is gonna gonna happen dubai is a great place to live but if you really want an amalgamation of east and west you should go to india yeah, I want to go to India. Let's talk about some tips we can offer to Gen Z to get over these issues that have been caused because of their excessive, let's say, social media time or the excessive distancing of their real identity. Yeah, I guess so. I think some of the key things that I want to talk about is distraction. For me, that was one of the key things. I kept distracting myself any means necessary. Don't be in your head, Jack. You know there's scary stuff there. Mm. Don't be in there. So, so I was the, just, again, it's a question of self-regulation is what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. But I think there's it's quite a hard process this is you know it's easy to talk about this stuff but it's really hard to get there and it requires the right guidance and acceptance of yourself for who you are because I think some of the key stuff for religion is like we are all flawed we are all fallible accepting that and trying to do your best your best that you can possibly do because we're all playing the game of you know we see the stuff with Jeff Bezos Elon Musk who can be the richest who's the biggest billionaire who can be the most attractive these games you ain't gonna win it took me ages to realise that but you ain't gonna win the only game you can win is be the most you version of you you know I know authentic self is something that gets talked about a lot but be the most you version of you so this is the game that I play now I measure everything on how I can be the most authentic version of myself and the way you do this is you have to be in your own mind you have to experience the feelings think the thoughts because we have an awareness just behind the eyes we we all think the universe revolves around us you're looking at me right now and I can feel like the I can feel that you're acting from a place of consciousness you are looking at me with that like kind of amazing glare and we all have this we all have this so why are we trying to follow everyone else in our pursuit to be different we're all becoming the same mm. this is key here so so key powerful message we hope you wrote that down and hopefully this will help you to not dim your own light no 
was about that time. The Talk Wellness Hour with Anjan. This episode is powered by Soma Vedic, designed to keep your body in a natural environment, boosting regeneration and self-healing. Book a free consultation. Email info at prc-tec.com and visit somavedic.ae. Talk Wellness with Anjan. I'm so intrigued by the fact that you're doing your PhD in consciousness. Let's try to understand your concepts of consciousness now. Yes, yeah, so I think at a really basic level, if if consci- I believe in limitless consciousness, okay? So consciousness is like an ocean, and we are like cups out of the ocean embodied in these flesh puppets acting in a material and way. And you were saying this comes from panpsychism. Yeah, so this comes from panpsychism. Panpsychism is the idea that God is everything. We are all interconnected. And is this like a modern idea or you feel yeah, it's been there? This, it's something that's been there, I think, but the stories have come together. So through spiritual scripture, like different types of scripture as well through religion as well, all these ideas have amalgamated to the point, okay, we're trying to create a communal myth here, something that's universal. And the idea that God is everything is something that's interesting to me because Number one, we have to create meaning in our lives. Do you know this is where it comes back into Gen Z? One of the key things that I felt at the time was, I have no meaning. Like, why mm. am I here? What am I supposed to just, at the start, as a physio, I'm just supposed to rub someone's leg for the rest of my life. What, what's the point here? So when you start to delve deeper into the understanding of how the universe works, the limitless potential that there is there, it starts to, you know, bring tingles in me. Because for me, we all are connected to the limitless consciousness. So for me, how I understand it is limitless consciousness is an amorphous, an expanding entity and I think we allow ourselves to be prohibited by our senses prescribed by our senses living in the realm of like these five apertures which are our senses and for me one of the big things was like meditation was the form that I was able to get out of this I was able to get introspective and I was able to delve deeper into who I am and now how does this differ from say uh, Freudian understanding of consciousness or Carl Jung's understanding of consciousness yeah so with Carl Jung they had to again use like metaphor essentially to understand this but the the basic premise is the wholeness of the self with Carl Jung and how these things interact with each other again how this relates to Gen Z is we all have a persona this was one of Carl Jung's big things we have the persona the thing that shields who we truly are from the world oh I'm in this studio I've got to act in a certain way that's where that persona comes in a little and bit he doesn't de- say it's good or bad he just says we no, have he it he just talks about exactly how it is there's no opinion about it it's, it's you know the understanding that consciously incompetent we don't know everything and he was the same which was what was beautiful about him then we delve deeper into it the ego the thing that wants the thing that desires and then a little bit deeper we have the self that is the amalgamation of all the things further back from that we have something called the shadow this is the thing that culture has removed from us we have to integrate into society you can't run naked down the street as we've seen recently you can't do these things so it's really important that we integrate this into who we are the shadow the basic primal kind of desires that are deep within us and I think with one of the key things that I really like about what like Carl Jung did was the amalgamation it has to be a wholeness of the self we are not seeking perfection we're not doing this we're seeking wholeness we're seeking to be one to be one with everything because through all mythology theology when you analyze the semantics of love and and kind of god the common theme anjan is union like this is the common theme we are all one oneness togetherness and these are the things that are integral to what i believe in it's amazing what modern pan psychology um claims to have discovered recently was written in the yogic texts 15000 years ago but this is it i think it's it's bringing tangibility to these things because as i say in western culture if you go oh there's a you know for obviously christianity you go oh there's a geezer in the sky he's got a beard and stuff and like yeah he's going to do these they're like Pfft. 
No, they don't want to hear that. When you can start to bring tangibility into it and you can start to link like neuroscience, like quantum physics with the stuff that we're trying to Let's understand. Let's talk about the neuroscientific uh, angle yeah, to yeah. panpsychological understanding of consciousness. Yeah, 100%. So there's a a particle where when it's observed it operates differently than sure. when it's not observed. So what is going on there? There's no physical thing that's going on, you know, there's no material stuff going on. It's being observed by consciousness. So consciousness in whatever shape or form you want to interact with that is interacting with what that is going on. This is more quantum mechanics. What does yeah. neuroscience say? I think with neuroscience, you know, that that's the idea of materialism that everything can be resolved. So, you know, someone like Brian Cox they'll talk about, "Oh, well each movement of the arm we can break down to the kind of the electron, the atom that's going on." That's right. Particleism. Particleism. Exactly, but you know, beyond that, we have to understand that maybe consciousness ain't something that's material. It ain't something that's teaching us to or or this kind of fake thing that we're our own brains kind of making happen. It's something deeper than that. Well, that's what I believe anyway. That's nice. Let's talk about some myths now that you wanted to break. I guess one of the key things is when I started my journey, I had a lot of baggage. I had a lot of stuff that I felt was really bad in life. Like I actually started this journey because I was like, I'm the worst of us. I'm like I'm the most vain, I'm the most material, and I felt really I was like, what's wrong with me? That was how I felt. From that, I had to not just build, I had to break down. I had to break down. I had to address my past because stuff stuff happens. And like like a tangled iPhone cable in your pocket, it's all interconnected. It's all interwoven. We're all in this infinite fractal world. So without you like addressing that stuff, there's always that tangle. There's always that pull. There's always that kink. So for me, that was the first thing I had to do by the untangling. the untangling man of the beanstalk of the beanstalk you're loving the beanstalk man for <laughs> aren't you but it is it's true you got to untangle it because that is the number one thing that's going to affect you okay so myth number 1 you want to break is you cannot get straight until you untangle yeah 100% okay. i think so this was something you were saying some time ago which is you have to be broken down to be built up yeah i think so i like the i like this kind of more simplification of the the verbose way i'm saying it but no you're right this is exactly it you have to break yourself down because otherwise we can never create as carl jung said the wholeness of the self there will always be that niggle that skeleton in the closet that you're not dressing at the end of the day what's beautiful about us is we are unique we all have a unique perspective we're all seeing the world from just behind the eyes that awareness that we talked about earlier we have to have to have these experiences that is what makes us unique and what you find is i'm sure with your story with my story with everyone's story what we have to do is what you've been through could just be an integral part a small little beautiful piece of the puzzle that is relevant and could change everything sure. we're all interconnected we have to understand this what's another myth you want to break so i guess uh, i think one of the the other myths is that we have to in western culture address the spiritual side of our lives you know please note that when he says western he doesn't mean geographically he means ideologically ideologically exactly and that's a good kind of interpretation yeah so we have to break this down as that guy said Roger he, on the third episode he had to talk about that stuff because it's integral into your life we have the understanding in the western ideology that we're going to suppress it you know because the main aim over there is progression innovation that is it there is nothing deeper than that and and with materialism like for me like one of the integral parts of my journey was i had everything man i had all of it i had everything that i was told would make me happy and mm. this hole was there it was it was clear and it was horrible to experience and what i find is like most of my friends here are like fitness influence these type of people 
they're all just they're yearning for the same thing and maybe they'll keep getting these temporary hits of dopamine until the end but what i want to do for them is i want to go let's let's delve deeper let's try and understand truth oneness love because these are the things these are the moments where i feel the most clarity and understanding so you feel gen z needs a paradigm shift on what success really means yeah moving so. away from materialism and moving away from these perceived impressions they want to have just for the cortisol spike they get when they get an instagram yeah. like and understand that success actually means exuberant living Yeah and I think it's it's what we place value on that's important here because everything is obviously under a universal currency of money which is obviously how it has to be but what we place value on we should place more value on interconnectivity how we kind of are one with one another how we can connect with one another with Instagram like I'm sure you've got some followers I've got some followers you guys at home got some followers like this is it like we need to understand that those however many followers it's a little digital tick in a digital box where's the real connection why aren't we integrating with each other like it's just so interesting how we just completely abolish this part of our lives when i was in lockdown i came out of it i developed a stutter hmm. because i was like hi how are you i couldn't speak properly because i was just so used to oh the thumbs do the work let's just type to this person let's type this didn't know how to do it What like what are we if we're not interconnecting with each other? Remember what we're saying is not just for Gen Z it could apply for you also mm. so take notes and make sure that you change your life with it because the mental health epidemic though our focus today is on Gen Z is pretty much relevant for anybody using social yeah. media today like this. Yeah 100%. I think the potency is with Gen Z. I think that's where that's the key aim here is that it's the potency and I think the draw I feel towards social media is abnormal. It ain't like I think it's you know it's the difference between you know getting like obsessed with something think mm-hmm. it's a slight difference between what I like to go on social media and Scott it's a, it's a really clinical difference here so for me I've got an obsession with it I can't stop being on it it's it's something that's constantly drawing me beyond what I feel is my free will sometimes I feel like I'm automated I'm moving towards it all almost the time. like hypnotized and brainwashed I've been hypnotized before and it yeah it's, um, it's it does feel like that it absolutely does that's what I keep saying uh, keep washing your hands not your brains <laughs> this is a good yeah Top tips here with Anjan. Talk wellness with Anjan. This episode is powered by Soma Vedic, designed to keep your body in a natural environment, boosting regeneration and self-healing. Book a free consultation. Email info at prc-tec.com and visit somavedic.ae. Talk wellness with Anjan. Now this is something I ask all my guests. What has been your biggest failure and how did you get over it? That's interesting. I guess when I was an athlete, I constantly had failures. I think my biggest I would guess my biggest failure was when I was in a point in my life where I was yearning for like the idea of money. Be rich, have the beautiful girl on your arm, be as well known as you can. I was yearning for it. It was my whole life was dedicated to it. And what changed? I just I had it and it didn't fulfill me. I was, mm. you know, in a weird way it was fortunate because I had it. Can you it say fulfill. that now because you had it and for many yeah. people who don't have it they won't be able to relate to this because they don't have it. Yeah, I think it's part of the journey though. I think I guess with me what we're trying to do is when you've been when you've been in, in a position of privilege you have to try and go this took me ages man. This took me ages to figure out. I got the thing and it's not just us that are talking about it. There's lots of other people are talking about this and they've had the thing. You know, we see it with celebrities all around the world. you know horrible suicides that we've had in like kind of western people as well in the UK and it's like 
oh no there's obviously something flawed with this system we're like yearning for this thing that ain't happy for anyone mm. and even like there's recent studies that have been like some billionaires in the world they're all not happy when you've got lots of money who is real connection no, who is I, your real friend that said you know uh, we know for a fact it's going to be difficult to get this message across because yeah. everybody is uh, everybody prefers to be sad in a Ferrari rather than happy in a, <laughs> in a Toyota <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good no that's a good quote I guess for me what I have to do for people is I have to understand that there is a financial element to people's lives. I don't dismiss it. It's not like I only talk about spirituality. I have to address this. We're in an economic culture. Mm. We have to address the financial part of our lives. To be free, we have to be financially free too. Amazing. Now as a psychologist, what is the one common myth in your profession that you want to debunk when clients come to you? What's yeah. the most common myth that you want to debunk there? I think it's that we solve the issue like mm. it's like oh i'm going to talk to you you're going to fix this aren't you and i'm like oh no 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 like that's not there's quite no how spoon it works feeding here. there's no spoon feed we've got to take you through a journey we've got to really get deep into what's going on i think a lot of the time as well they think it's always a objective problem like there's a, always a chemical imbalance and maybe they don't address the emotional and more spiritual aspects of their life because for me at the time you could have been like oh here's some pills mate and i'm not saying that's not medical advice i'm not saying that for anyone but the idea for me it was an emotional and spiritual problem 100% that was it and sometimes when they feel that you don't give them solutions do they then act in ways that are not conducive to their growth i'm pretty I mean, lucky I mean, do, do, they, do they feel entitled to solutions like i came to you you got to solve my problem yeah i think you know for me it's important to frame stuff right I could sell stuff really easy. Oh yeah, come here. I'll sort everything out. I don't want to do that. Mm. This is not how I approach things. I want to make it clear. Everyone I talk to, I'm like, I am a guide. Okay, this ain't like I'm going to fix your life. Let me write down all the things that you've got to do on a day-to-day basis. No, no, no. This is personalized. This is bespoke. It has to be around you. And, and which is why you were telling me you like approaching Gen Z problems with storytelling. Yeah, yeah, I do. I like this because I think one of the things that was integral for me was I was ashamed of my story. Like I'd had all these experiences, things that I didn't at the time understand. Oh, well that's that dip was when you excelled out and you grew. I like suppressed it. I was like, "Oh, no, this ain't good. Let's just start fresh. Start nothing happened. Nothing happened. It's all good." And when I got to that point, now I'm at the point where I can look back and I can be retrospective and go, "Oh, that dip. Oh, I get it now. I really do." But at the time, I didn't interact with mm. my story. Like every amazing story, I know people talk about this, every amazing story that you've ever seen, it has the highs, the lows, the ebbs, the flows. Without that, it's it's pointless. It's That's boring. Right. No one wants to watch it. So control your narrative and yeah. s- very consciously choose your narrative. Interact with it. Interact, Interact with, with your narrative yeah. and choose my teacher and my grandfather used to tell me that we're all saying stories all the time. Yeah. Make your story magnificent. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to say. Five ways that you have to get rid of stress. For me, lift something heavy, the gym. I love this. Meditation is the number one. I have to have quiet in my mind i am i am like quite an erratic thinker quite an adrenalized person i need shh jack brain shh okay nature is huge for me i have to interact with nature i believe what you talked about on a couple of episodes you talked about this amazing analogy of you cut the lung in half it looks like a tree it's like an inverted tree and it shows when you start to break it down like, oh yeah no this is half of my breathing system that's the other half and unless you interact with it this ain't working for you two more two more uh I guess I would say I like to be social, but around people that are aligned with what I care about. If they're not aligned with what I care about, it doesn't work for me. And fifth, the final one is I plan 
and I plot what I'm going to do next without an appropriate system. Like in the morning, I would never get up unless I go, Jack, you got to get up, you got to get dressed, mate, you got to like have mm. toothpaste, you got to. I break so it down so guy. simplicitly. Okay. Do you like, also have a not to do list? Is it things you should I've not do? I've never read do. that before. That's interesting. Yeah, because a to-do list tells you what you should do. Yeah. A not to-do list tells you why you should, how you should not waste yeah, your time. No, like I need to get into mindless that. scrolling is on top of my not to-do list. <laughs> this is a good. This is a good not to-do list. Okay, I call this pursuit of relaxation. What are your thoughts on happiness? I think for me, I just have to accept that happiness is transient. I think it's important to recognize that despite what you see on social media, it ain't a permanent thing. You have lows and like if you have lows and highs, your emotions are working properly. Like these emotions that we feel, they're supposed to incite change. If you're feeling in a certain way, they're supposed to incite change. One of our friends always told me, they said, depression is the past, anxiety is the future. I'm sure lots of people have heard this before. And I was like, oh yeah, it's true, man. Because we have to have those anxious moments to incite change. True. We have to do that. Which is why if you noticed, I coined this segment as pursuit of relaxation. I like that. Because happiness is transient. I call this daily routines. Name something that you do every single day without fail. I meditate. I think it's the, I have to detach through meditation. I think it's the first place where you start to grow. Cool. This is called shipwreck. If you were to be shipwrecked on an island and you had all your food, clothing, shelter, everything taken care of, yeah. what are the two items you'd want to take with you? Uh, I, did, I was talking about social media. I'd say my phone, but I can spin it to go, to listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And the second item? Um, I think for me, like... I love my family. I can't okay. live without my family. Super. This is called wear Anjan's footwear. If you could step into my footwear okay. and ask yourself anything that I didn't ask you, what would you ask yourself? This is the empathetic segment. I like this. I guess I'd ask, what was the point? Because everyone has that. Everyone has lots of triggers throughout their life. Where is that spark of change? Where did that happen? So what was the point and the spark oh, of change in your life? This is a clever part of the segment. <laughs> For me, it was in a moment where I just had a breakup with a girl and... I just failed an exam and these two things amalgamated together. It started to pull the thread and untangle the fragility of the fabric of my reality. Mm -hmm. That's what happened. And it was crazy. You basically had what people have as a midlife crisis around their yeah. 30s and 40s. You had it early on. Yeah, I had it early. <laughs> but I had an, I've had an accelerated life with what I've done. So sure. it's been really accelerated. So I've kind of gone through the experiences. And that's why I'm like, oh, I've, I kind of feel experienced and I mm. can kind of still know what I'm talking about, which is, you know, a good place we, to be. We call it an old soul. If you have a motto or some kind of a motto or a quote that you've written down somewhere yeah. that you read every day and look at every day, uh, share it with us. Yeah, I think inner maladies can't be resolved by external means. I have this a lot because I have the draw. I have something is pulling me hard all the time. Ah, oh, get get that food product. It will make you happy. You know, if only you could get the girl, it will make the job. It will make you happy. The, the money it will make you happy. And I'm like, you've tried that, man. And it draws me hard and I have to go inner maladies you've got to solve them introspectively beautiful so don't look on the outside for the yeah, answer don't look on the outside. before we let you go you're such a young man full of wisdom I wish you best for your PhD in consciousness thank you so much any last words you want to say to everybody listening nah, I just like to say thank you so much for listening this is insightful and I like the fact that you know this place of the bias is taking charge and it's created this in order to incite change in people and help people understand the physical and mental aspects that the perfect little jingle you have talks about beautiful Jack Hayward, thanks so much for being on Talk Wellness. Thank you so much for having me, man. You've been and amazing. Addressing Gen Z health epidemics. There you go. And let's hope that everybody feels more mental wellness than mental illness. Yeah, I hope so, man. I hope so. Thanks, buddy. You're welcome. Wellness is more than just physical health. Physical health. Physical health.
It's your total well-being. Find out how to have a healthy, balanced life. Have a healthy body through exercise, nutrition, and engage the world through learning, problem-solving, and creativity. Talk Wellness with Anjan. This episode is powered by Soma Vedic. Soma Vedic brings the positive elements of nature to your home. You no longer have to wait to go to nature to escape the ill effects of electrosmog and to recharge. Soma Vedic is equipped with precious stones that use their energy to enhance your sleep quality. It also helps to restructure water molecules which can reduce the amount of free radicals in your body. Book a free consultation for your home with our experts. Email to info at prc-tec.com. Visit somavedic.ae. Somavedic. Feel better. Live better. I want to take a moment to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. And I'd like to remind you that the perspectives that we shared on this show are of my guest and myself only. And you should evaluate if it works for you before making it yours. Always consult your own doctor, therapist and healer before you make any drastic life changes. And we would love it if you could share this podcast link with your friends, your family, your circles and talk about it. And that's why we call this series Talk Wellness. We need your support to get the conversation around well-being to be a more prominent one. I would love to connect with you across social media. Look for Meditate with Anjan on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. And also, please leave a review. This will help us grow. Up next is episode 29 and it's going to be featuring a professional lighting designer, Ipek Osman. And she's going to be sharing with us the influence of lighting on our well-being. Thank you once again for your listening and for your love. Stay relaxed. Namaste. Namaste.